Welcome everyone to Sotong Sessions. You are here for a special episode. You're on with Candice, Elia, and Jazz. And y'all, we are celebrating the new year. New Year's yes. Eve vibe going on here. We got a little, we got a little look for y'all today. 2020 has been a year. Okay. A year and then some. So thinking back, think all the way back to January, believe it or not, COVID had not already had an outbreak in the United States. That was pre, pre-COVID for us. Um, Candace, I know your situation was different because you were, you were not here. I've been wearing a mask for about a year now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so thinking back over the year, I mean, as a society, as a Black society especially, we had a lot happen. Y'all remember Kobe passed away. That was at the start of the year. That feels like two or three years ago already. That was this year. We should have listened to the signs of the times. That should have let us know right there. 2021, go act right. You took Kobe? Kobe. <laughs> right at the start of the year, that happened. I mean, we had so many ups and downs this year as a society and personally. So what were some of y'all's highlights and lowlights for 2020? I'm curious, D. What's your highlight? You always be throwing it. I'm always like, is she about to say first? And then she's like, D. <laughs> that means I need time to think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I saw a post from, or I think I was scrolling through my pictures, my phone, and I saw an, a picture that I had posted in at the end of 2019. And I was like, 2019 has been a bitch. Uh, 2020, <laughs> I'm ready for you. <laughs> not so much well, I am not a prophetess because mm. clearly <laughs> I was wrong um, man yeah 2020 through, through us all I mean every, everybody right but I do think that I had, I had some really great moments you know in terms of being able to find employment and move into my own place later on in the year. Like that was probably the highlight of my year to be quite honest. Um, being able to, to know that like my family's good and they're safe and they're healthy. You know, with COVID, we did go through a lot of different, at the beginning of, the, of last year, we had a couple of different health scares in my family. So then this year being able to see everybody be healthy and like good, that was a blessing. Um, just watching like my little brothers grow up into just being like little young boys and just full of life and, and love. Like they're, they're my heart. So I love that. So it's been, it's been like, it's been a roller coaster, you know, like there's been some really good highs and then there's like lows, you know, where you're just kind of like, I don't know what's happening today. Um, but I think 2020 has shown us who's, who's really in charge. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it, ain't, it ain't anybody down here um so, so you know we just we just have to kind of keep going i'm really hoping and praying that 2021 shows itself to be a year of like rest i guess or like just like settle settling i don't know mm -hmm. yeah like recovering yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good word. That's good. That's a good word. We need it. 
Mm -hmm. Candice, what about you? So, um, yeah, we started with COVID in late December in Korea. Um, so in January, we were all in masks and that was, that was part of life. I had come home and found out about what was going on in Korea and I come home to visit the beginning of January. So I was like covering my face because I was like, mom, there's something going around in Asia. And I was in the airport and I don't know if I got it or not. And I remember calling um, basically the local CDC mm -hmm. here in Missouri. And I was like, there's something going around in Asia, it's on the news. Um, and I was in Incheon airport, you know, like everybody comes through Incheon, everybody, yeah. everybody comes through. So, and I remember the lady was like, oh, don't, you don't have anything to worry about. It doesn't work like that. How wow. it works. Wow. And so I was like, yeah, because I, I got a sinus infection. I was taking medication for it. Nothing was working. I was like, I was in pain for weeks, right? It took weeks to just clear itself up. And so then coming back to America, everything was shut down. Da, 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 da. And I was like, mom, remember that time when I had got sick? I think I had it, girl. <laughs> And she said, black people have been saying that for a while. So I was like, I think I had COVID. <laughs> but that was the beginning. So I think right there, my 2020, the lowest point is just that, that um, validated skepticism I have of this country. Mm. Yeah. But I'm back home. I get to be with my best friend who makes me feel like life is worth living, who keeps reminding me of that every day. And my family's here, highest point, my sister is having a baby. Yay! She's the youngest one, so she's bringing life into this world, and all you could do is be excited about something like that. Yeah. So it, it, makes, it makes hope. It's not, I'm one of those people who tend to go melancholy and stay melancholy for a while. Um, so it makes me have to have hope. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's as high as I can get right now, is there's, there's a need to have hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think on that note not to get all preachy but uh you know how, like, <laughs> you know how the bible talks about like we are not a people without hope like we have hope in the midst of this crazy year in the midst of this crazy pandemic in the risk of in the midst of these crazy race wars everything that is going on like it just i think 2020 reminded me that we are a people of hope and that mm -hmm. black people, we are resilient, we are beautiful, we are strong, like all those things have just mm -hmm. been bubbling up throughout the year. Um, it has been a roller coaster of a year for sure. Of course, my highlight was getting married. Hey! Right before the pandemic broke out, <laughs> like literally weeks before. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and even that, like that was God's grace in the timing of our wedding because literally weeks later, everything was shut down. Wasn't no getting married. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just been a blessing for us and for our whole family. And really like um, my family members have been blessed, like really just seeing God's grace play out in our lives despite everything that's going on, we've had our health, we've had financial stability, having a job, having a job <laughs> throughout 2020, not having to worry about rent or getting evicted, like all those things that so many people are struggling with right now, we have not had to come up against. So I'm really, really grateful. And I think um, 2020 has just brought me back to a place of gratitude and thankfulness 
in everyday things, in the small things, in the big things. Um, so yeah, that was my 2020 in a nutshell. Oh, <laughs> such a positive note. Which definitely leads us into things that we are hopeful for in 2021, right? Things we're here for in 2021. Let's do it. Let's, Let's get do it. <laughs> so today's episode is a sip along. So y'all need to go ahead on and pause this video right now. Grab a drink. Come back and join us. So we're going to be talking about the top 10 things that we are here for in the new year in 2021. Yes. So before we get to that list, ladies, you got to tell us what's in your cup. But Candace, I don't think I already see that color, that texture. I don't think I want to know. You already know. So D, what's in your cup? <laughs> Y'all would like a reference point. Please refer back to our previous episode where we talk about eggnog. <laughs> I can't. It's spiked. <laughs> I can't. Um, show, show us the egg now. Show us. Go, go ahead. See, it looks innocent, right? It's just a little cup, a little sum sum. It looks like it's about half half rum, half eggnog. Keep the proportions accurate. So you can't even really feel the eggy part of it, Jazz. It goes down. It slides down real smooth, like. Okay. Don't use the word slide. <laughs> um. <laughs> D, what you got in your cup, girl? <laughs> Ooh, um, I got a little red wine. Nice. Um, I got this wine ornament from Costco, this huge box of like, I think it's like 16 bottles of red wine. They're like yeah. these little mini bottles. And so counting, counting down to Christmas. Okay. And I got my um, whiskey and lemonade that I'm sipping on. Fancy. And oh, I see that okay. straw. Yeah. Got my little straw, little festive um touch with it. I like that Dee drinks her wine with a straw. So classy. I know. And it's it's better when you got lipstick on anyways. You could just mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I got lip prints all over my stuff. I don't mind it. <laughs> all right. So Candace. I just I haven't mastered the art of not getting it all over my face in my cup when I sip. So I'm like, oh, I need a straw to help me, you know, stay classy. That is the art. I mean, it's all over the place. Otherwise, you've mastered it. All right. So Candice, you got to kick us off with this list. What is your number one thing that you are here for in 2021? I, I wrote it down because I didn't want to make no mistakes. I don't want to leave nothing out. I didn't want to be passe about the moment because 2020 has taught us one thing and that is to be intentional about 2021. <laughs> so one thing I am here for in 2021 is prioritizing mental health. I think it's something that we really started to acknowledge and to consider and to take seriously in 2020 given everything that we we're going through but making that a priority in 2021 is a good look like a really good look. So what does that look like for you specifically? So I, I, I'm an AmeriCorps VISTA. I mentioned this before. I serve in the AmeriCorps. And I think one of the things that my supervisors encourage me to do, uh, encourage all of us to do, is to have those mental health days. Like mm -hmm. if you wake up and you're just not feeling it, to be honest about that with yourself um, and to take the day. Like that's what it's there for. And you don't have to like 
play sick. You don't have to explain nothing. You wake up and you're like, nope, not today. That's valid. That's enough. That's reason enough to not do it, you know, to not work, to take a, some time outside. Um, so that's what it looks like for me. And I have those days because I tend to internalize the work that I do and the hearts of everybody around me and it gets quite heavy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think recently here we had like 70 degree um, weather one day out of the week. Every, every other day was like 40. And so I was like, nope, not, I'm not going to sit in my house on Zoom on a 72 degrees. I need the day. And I took the day and I went for a four hour hike um, on a trail. Yes. You know, so it's what, not even though, just take the day. It's like being physical, doing something that gives you life. Yeah. 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 I like what you said, though. You were like, you know, in the beginning when you wake up and you know you're not feeling it, being honest with yourself. Because I know yes. for us, we'll be not feeling it and power through. You know what I mean? And that just like, that can wreck your day. And you're not in the right headspace. Like, it just, it really does not set you up for a good and productive day. So being honest with yourself off top and being like, you know what? not today. <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact that you can kind of like call in no questions asked, like, Hey, I just, mm -hmm. I need a day and leave it at that. I think that's great. I think, um, what happens if you, if you're not honest with yourself, because I think a lot of us will still hear that and still say, okay, whatever, I'll power through anyway, is that you're, you will, you either make yourself lay down or your body will decide for you. Mm -hmm. Um, or your mind will decide for you and everything just shuts down. So it's that moment where you wake up and you feel it like not today. If you don't do it then, then it'll add up. And then eventually there's no decision to be made. Your body's made it for you. Yeah. And I, I fear that more than any potential backlash of taking days off. So, mm. yes. So do you guys, do, have you guys found that like the PTO system in America is more user-friendly than in Korea? Because I know I found that for sure. Sure. I think it depends <laughs> on what job you have. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because I would love to take a mental health day some days, but I know that if I do, I'm leaving 27 of my babies with only one teacher. <laughs> and that's a huge burden to carry. Um, so for me, sometimes I do wake up not feeling it and I do have to power through and I make that choice for myself, but then we are also teaching our kids how to be, um, how to take care of themselves socially mm -hmm. and emotionally. So if mm -hmm. I'm not having a good day, I let my kids know up front, mm -hmm. Hey guys, you know, not having a good day today, really would like for y'all to be on your P's and Q's and really just kind of rock with me today. Cause I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. Or if I have a moment in the day where something triggers me, like, you know what, you guys, that was really frustrating. I'm going to go ahead and turn my camera off for a few minutes and I'll be right back. You know, Ooh, and then my that's good. And, and she'll take over and then like the kids know and they, and they are, because they're also becoming more aware for themselves and for one another, I'm getting chats. I hope you feel okay. I hope you're doing all right. You can do it, Miss Nugent. You okay, Miss Nugent? We, we love you, Miss Nugent take your time, Miss Nugent, like they understand. And so I think that for me, even though when I, even though I have to power through sometimes, I'm still trying to be more aware and then also be more open with that with my kids. Cause I'm from old school. Like I got to tell you nothing, just, mm -hmm. you know, but I think it's become a lot easier for me to let my guard down a little bit with my kids in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Oh, be the example. I, I like love that. that teaching them that. 
yeah. one thing that my boss always says is family comes first. And mm -hmm. it's just been a crazy year with, you know, me knowing people that have gotten sick, my coworkers having family members that have gotten COVID, you know, like different situations pop up. And I've watched my boss handle it with our team. And she's like, always, you know what? Family comes first. If you've got to hop off this call to go take your kid to the doctor, that's what you got to do. You know what I mean? And so seeing that dynamic and that grace is something that I did not see in Korea. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's refreshing to have that here and to know that like, if something did come up or if I need a day, I can let my boss know. And it's not, they're not going to grill me. They're not going to be emailing me, blowing me up. You know what I mean? Like they're going to give me that day. So yeah. ladies, we got to sip to that. Number one, prioritizing yeah. mental health. Yes. All right. Hello. To our listeners, if you ain't got your drink yet, come on, you got to catch up. <laughs> catch up. <laughs> so my thing that I want to add to our list is more Black male mentors and <laughs> Black males in the human services field in general. Because um, back in my undergrad, when I was studying psychology, we didn't have a lot of Black men in my psych major, in my cohort. In grad school, we damn sure didn't have any, not a single one. So just like um, being in this field for like the past 10 years and having different jobs, there's not a lot of male presence in general, let alone Black male presence. And I've seen the difference that it makes having young Black boys have a black mentor that they can look up to so that's something that i want to see and i want like society to normalize black men in the field of social service because it's so much needed and i think there are things that female volunteers and female mentors can't teach young boys and young men can't model for young boys and young men in the way that they need um so that's something that i really really hope to see in 2021 I'm sipping to that. Cheers. Cheers to black men in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that connects with mine, with one of mine, which is volunteering and mm -hmm. just being able to, um, I know that with, you know, COVID and everything, it's a lot more limited, but then there are, there are a lot of opportunities for online volunteering and online mentoring. I saw just the other day, a church is starting um, a program called Awana, which is like a youth Bible ministry, and they're looking for volunteers, and they're looking for people to participate, and they do need volunteers, men and women, to join in and to mentor and to, you know, love on and care for um, our younger generation, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to me personally being able to volunteer in different ways this upcoming year, and then to just kind of see what the community of volunteering is where I live and then what that's like in other different pockets around the around the state and around the country. So definitely here for volunteering. Oh, I love that. I was in Awanas in elementary school. Oh <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that I was like, oh yes, that is gonna be one thing that I definitely do in 2021. Oh love it. Yeah and I think well, like, just virtually, there are a lot of opportunities. I think people might think that there aren't right now because, you know, we're not in person with everything, um, but there actually are. So I would encourage our listeners, you know, whatever city you're in, look it up. Volunteers are very much needed because 
kids are go being tossed back and forth from school to home, virtual learning, all of this. They're having a hard time processing. We need mentors. We need volunteers very much at this hour. So, yeah. Aww, that's that true. <laughs> sip, sip. <laughs> a little shameless plug. Um, I'm a volunteer coordinator for an organization here in St. Louis. So if you do hear this and you're thinking, I want to volunteer, you can contact me at candace.yourwords.org. And I will definitely <laughs> plug you into a way to help out kids in the St. Louis area. <laughs> nice. Love it. Nice. I love that. Is it my turn? Yeah. Hit us oh. with your next one. This one is a hard one to a hard one for me to I'm still wrapping my head around it maybe in 2021 I'll be better at it but I am here for family time in 2021 I think 2020 set us up for something unique and different um for no excuses about not hanging out with your family because we that's all we had and so I just don't want that to go away when things start to uh settle and become normal especially I think Jazz you mentioned black men like this during 2020, I saw so many fathers teaching their kids how to ride bikes, like in the parking lots. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that many kids had fathers. Like, look at, look at all of these men that are here doing this. And I, I'm here for that in 2021, that we don't, yeah, we don't lose that, that I don't lose it. Like, this is the first full year that I'm going to spend um, in the States with my family and just making that a thing. I see my mom and my sister almost every day. And, it feels good and I don't ever want to get in the grind of life again and forget that there's a such thing as family and that that requires effort and energy yeah it does it's different it's a lot different being stateside for all of us now redefining re-navigating that dynamic with family um but one thing that I love and I'm grateful for of course is technology FaceTime has kept our family close. Um, house party has kept our family close. We'll hop on a house party app in a minute and do like games or half the time we get on there and just talk. Um, and I remember this summer at the height of all the protests, just after George Floyd had been murdered, um, our family got on house party and we just talked about how we were feeling about everything that was going on and it was my entire family my parents uh, my siblings their kids everyone was there and we just kind of like had a debrief together and it was so beautiful and it was so necessary especially at the height of everything um so just to have that even virtually it did a lot for us um so just making that space making that time prioritizing family time is always going to be something i'm here for wow Sip, sip. Sip to that. I think I'm double sipping at this point. My bad. I know. <laughs> they can be like, why is her cup empty? <laughs> right. I'm not halfway through. I think um, along with that one, my other thing that I was here for this year or 2021 is just more black owned businesses. Did y'all see, I mean, we got like little logos now that say black owned that go on the bottom of everything. And yes. just, just, I just, 
Like we've always had black owned businesses. This is not new. And I, I want to believe that like the first of many businesses were black owned and they just, we just couldn't get the credit that we deserved for that. But with everybody aware now that black owned businesses exist, they provide quality and um, products and services. I, I want 2020 just to be an increase of that. Not more people starting businesses. That would be great. Um, but just more light to be shine, shown, shined on those businesses. Um, that's the wrong talking. I mean, that's I'm the eggnog. <laughs> the eggnog talking. The eggnog coming through. This is why I usually drink wine when we do these things. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, I think I don't want it to be a fad. I'm worried about that. And I don't want it to be something that we did in 2020 when times were tough and that we forget in 2021. All those people are still going to have their businesses. Uh, more businesses are going to come about and keeping that light on, on minorities who are running their own thing is a big, a big deal. And I want more of that, um, in 2021, I want more of it every year until it becomes something that is normalized to the point it's not a conversation piece yeah yeah what you said um quality businesses and the light being shown <laughs> on quality like because there's like this assumption that black owned is mm, less quality yeah. it's less than it's not quite you know what i mean but there are so many businesses that are quality top-notch great products great customer service great delivery you know what i mean so just getting that spotlight where it should be on people that have been breaking their backs, running their business for years and years and years and never getting like the credit that they deserve, you know? So seeing that, um, definitely here for it. Yes, absolutely. Good to that. I'm gonna take smaller sips because my vocabulary is starting to go. <laughs> Your first day. <laughs> so something I'm here for, student loan debt cancellation, okay? Can we snap and clap and cheer, like all of that? Keyword though, cancellation. cancellation. Not forbearance, not, not income-driven repayment, not push it back and, you know, don't get me wrong, what they did during COVID, this relief period that we've had, I'm thankful for. I'm not going to lie. I'm thankful that they, you know, doing what they're doing. But that will come to an end at the end of January. So, Biden-Harris, what are we talking about? We, <laughs> we going to cancel this thing or not? Because can you imagine for our generation especially having this burden lifted, this student loans has been beating you down since you graduated, knocking on your door, Sally Mae, Navian, all of them, she done morphed and changed her, <laughs> her identity like three, four times now. <laughs> yeah, them secret passports. <laughs> Trying to like, come back with a have... new name, <laughs> like ma'am. Yeah, we know it's still we know you. you are. Fall back. We know okay. number. Ain't none of our friends got 1-800 numbers. We know it's you, Sally. Girl. but can you imagine debt cancellation that frees us up that's what we need our generation we need that let's let's sit in that pocket for a minute because there's a generation particularly of black women to go through not just higher education but even like graduate and postdoc and all of this right all of us went through that 
and now we're all burdened by the debt. So if we were, if that was canceled, like what does that free us up to do? Like what does that create in America? Like what happens as a result? Right. Like think about that. Do you know how many businesses we can run effectively? You know how many, um, like how we can impact society in a greater way? Mm-hmm. You know how many of us would become the Rockefellers of the future? Right. Investment opportunities and being able to invest in not just your future, but in, in generational future. In generations. Yeah. Like you'd be able to set wealth up for yourself and for That's your what family. I'm talking about. Not yeah, just like, oh, I don't have, you know, not, not being, not taking that money and just doing whatever with it, but being able, being very strategic with it and being able to be like, okay, where can I put this to really create something long lasting for long myself lasting. and for my community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just what we would do with it is. uh, I think that's why I bring that up. Yeah, I think it's such a shame because our generation is so creative. We're so innovative. We're so like, we work hard despite the stereotypes. Like, you know, we have ideas, we have things, ambitions, goals, dreams, all of it. But like being burdened by this student loan debt is stifling, and we need we need to be free. And to make it tangible, it's not like, oh, we feel the weight of pressure on our shoulders. A burden of student loan debt means that we have to take jobs that are beneath us. In fact, that we have to take jobs that we don't have the freedom to create them because we need to work in order to pay this bill that come every month in addition to the other things that we got to take care of. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, it's kind of annoying to have to pay a bill. It's like, that's money that I could put toward something else now. That's energy that I could focus to something like Dee said, that's going to last. I think that's when you start to see um, a new generation of founding fathers and they happen to be female and, and, and colored. And that's what we need. That's really what re- America represents. Mm-hmm. But you burden us with student loan debt and we have to keep fighting this thing that we got in order to make us equal and better. I feel like it's- it's interest. Yeah. It's the interest. It's the interest. That it, student loan interest, that's what kills. That's what right. it is. I don't buy paying what I owe you, but that that the principal is fine. That's what all of the stuff you added on to. I have no interest in paying interest. No. <laughs> Let's sip to that, y'all. <laughs> yeah. hey. This is a hot topic. We go all about student loan debt forever. Mm. Well, you know what? I think once I know one thing that you can do once you kind of get that that student loan debt off your off your shoulders a little bit is to be able. I'm going to combine these two, to travel and to make memories, new memories with old friends, like being able to travel to see somebody. And I mean, I might just be looking at the two people that I want to go travel to see right now, but just like being able to reconnect in person Mm -hmm. with people that you haven't seen in a year or Mm -hmm. in years, you know, I know that we all had plans for 2020 to travel and to see friends and to experience life and do life together now that we were stateside and all of that got canceled. Yeah. You know, so being able to travel again safely without like that coronavirus question mark on your shoulder, you know, and then being able to make new memories with your family and your friends and your loved ones. Like I am definitely here for that in 2021. I cannot wait to get on an airplane and go visit my grandmother. Like I, it's the first thing I'm going to do. I have my Southwest points. All I need is the green light and I'm on a plane. Like I honestly, right now, I just want to go and I'll just stand outside the door and be like, hi mama. Like, I don't even care, but 
I know she won't be able to just stand by the door and just see me. She's going to want to hug me. So I got to go with it. Man, I feel you. I get my statement every month or every couple of weeks for my Delta frequent flyer miles. And it's like. <laughs> They're called Sky Miles on Delta. I know because I got about. I know. Yeah, that I know. one right there, that hit hard. I got like maybe two plane tickets of miles. I had plans. Nope, not this year. Yep. We're going to get those plans. We're going to get those plans in. Um, let's sip to that. Sip to seeing each other again in real life. Aww. So another thing that I'm here for in 2021 is self-care and new hobbies. So okay. y'all, I recently took up a new hobby. Okay. It's um watercolor painting. So I love adult coloring books. That's been my jam for like a handful of years now. And I got really good at it. So I was like, I need something new, you know, something, something fresh. So for work, we did, um, we did a paint and sip, like a little water, watercolor skyscape of the city of Charlotte. And it came out better than I thought. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, I still got some room for improvement. So I definitely want to dig into watercolors in the new year and see, see what it feel like. Mm. That sounds really cool. I love that you start a hobby, you commit to it to perfect it. Like, cause I remember when you started the adult coloring book and you bought me like three of them. I colored <laughs> half a page of one. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to color side the lines in no way, metaphorically, realistically, <laughs> none of that. <laughs> oh, man. But you do love a color, a coloring book, yeah. Yeah, like the, um, what is it, like even the paint by numbers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always really amazing to me how it, how professional, well, I won't say professional, but how like semi-professional it looks when it, when it's done. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I, it's, it's on my Christmas list, so we'll see what happens during Christmas if I get one. But I think that's really that's a really fun hobby. Which one did you write down? Were you specific? Because I think you would do good with a Van Gogh, a Van Gogh paint by number, Starry Starry Night by Delia. <laughs> <laughs> I could rock with it. I wasn't specific, but my sister had one and I saw it one day and I was like, oh, I want that. I was like, put that on my Christmas list. So we'll see. Cool. I think I that's funny. You said self-care too, Jazz. What's your self-care routine? Do you have one? My self-care routine is under construction right now. <laughs> so I literally, so I have journals. I'm big on journaling, like handwritten journals. And then I have an online one too. So I, I like to do both depending on my mood. So that's something I'm going to sit down, decide with me, myself, and I, what are we doing for self-care in 2021? What are practical things I can implement on an everyday, not everyday, regular basis to, you know, keep it up? That's cool. That's honest. I like that. D, is it the like bathtub the for you? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Candace, do you like the journal? <laughs> do I like journals? I mean, I have to because um, my previous counselor, counselor Jasmine, made me a journal when I came back from doing trauma work in Eastern Europe and I'm still working my way through it. When I started doing therapy here in the States, I started doing the online journaling and that was really helpful because you get to just type at the speed of thought. However, um, it was like through the sites. I don't have a record, like a personal record. I could keep, you know, pick up a book and 
Yeah. Whereas like the one jazz made me was pretty like I always know where it is and how to go back to it. I don't think I like it. I feel like it's it makes you very vulnerable and but it works like it's a useful tool mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if our, any of our listeners want some want some help with journaling, talk to our resident counselor here for, <laughs> for a nominal fee. He can make you one too. <laughs> D, what does your self care look like? Um, definitely looks like you know me in my bathtub. Yep. Um, several times a week. I did just get a bunch of bath bombs for Christmas, so that will be enjoyed. Um, I think also for me, self self care has grown into like cooking. Mm. Um, you all know that I did not rock with cooking no. prior to the last couple <laughs> of years. Like, and that when I said, look, I'll just be honest, I hated it. Like, I could take a $300 food budget that somebody would have in the grocery store and I could use that same $300 in takeout and make that joint work. <laughs> Jazzy's laughing because she knows the struggle, the struggle, okay? But it wasn't a struggle for me because I had a system. But I have discovered in 2020 that I actually really enjoy the process of figuring out how to cook. Mm-hmm. I don't get it right all the time, so I'm still making mistakes, but I'm actually enjoying learning it. And then oh. I feel really good when I sit down to eat my meal. Mm-hmm. When I sit down, when I look at my fridge, I'm like, oh, I made that. And I have leftovers and it's good. I feel really good about it. Mm. So that is also going to be part of my self-care coming up in 2021 is learning how to make different dishes and then also learning how to make like my family's cultural dishes. Mm. I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to as well. Mm. Learning how to make like my mom's recipes. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, wow, Dee. You did make some ribs the other night. That was bomb.com. Yeah, so I were. like this new this new self care situation. I feel yeah. like we can all benefit from what's about to go down in twenty twenty one. Come on and get a plate. Come Girl, on, I stay trying to get a plate from y'all, and I, I yeah, I ain't too proud to big. <laughs> D, did you also take up a hobby this year? Were you doing calligraphy? Calligraphy, yeah. So I started doing calligraphy once the pandemic hit, and I kind of needed something to occupy like my hands. Like I felt like mm-hmm. I need something to do um and so i started taking up calligraphy which is actually really for me it was really difficult as a left-hander mm-hmm. um, and so i started to figure out how to do it properly and there's i mean there's tons of people on instagram and youtube who show you how to do it so i'm getting better um and then once i started working obviously my hobby time kind of cut down but definitely something i want to keep doing is working on that too so that'll be fun nice. i love it I like that you know my professional hobby is tv and movies so that'll keep going as well right and that's valid let's drink to that y'all yes. mm. all right last but not least Number 10 on the list of things that we are here for in 2021. Jump roll. <laughs> Black love. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a priest. He already did. 
I am here for black love, y'all. I I love seeing black love stories. I love seeing our stories told in the media because I feel like for so long and growing up, we didn't have that representation. So having it now is like, yes. And seeing Mm -hmm. like just what we are and what we could be, especially for people who didn't grow up with that, um, with that Mm -hmm. imagery in the household, just seeing that everywhere is really beautiful. I've always been a fan of Black love, still am to this day. (laughs) <laughs> so um yeah sing it and even just like the tv show i don't know if y'all watch the show black love on mm-hmm. network i love that show love seeing the stories told and i love um the creators how they're so intentional in bringing different black couples in interviewing them you know older generation um couples younger newer couples just seeing the spectrum of what all black love entails and telling our stories in a beautiful way I'm here for it. Yes. 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 Both on screen and personally. Yes. Sip to that. Mm. Oh, it's getting a little thick at the bottom of that glass. You (laughs) sipping, do you agree? I sip um, in the hopes of, I don't know. (laughs) We've... (laughs) We talk about this. Talk about it. Go on. Just I'm okay. You know what I'm here for in 2021. I can't be as specific and say black love. I'm here for love in general. Can I just say that? Is you know that's not everybody's ministry. You know, and I don't think that that's my ministry. I just really don't like. (laughs) I love black men. I do. I don't see myself in a long committed relationship, i.e., marriage with one. but like my they're my brothers you know they're my uncles my father like that black men made me the woman that i am but i just think my kids are not going to be black i you know i just feel like my house is a multicultural house and that's my ministry i've always felt that way like i've known it since i was like 19 like yeah that's who i am that's in line with how i live my life and it's not here by ministry, you know? It's not. It's not <laughs> I feel like you feel like we're attacking you right now. I feel, you know, I don't, you know, you know where I feel the attack coming from? The comment section below this situation. <laughs> but wait, wait, like, wait. wait. I, just, I want to know what happened in your life at age 19 that made you come to this conclusion. Let me time out and let's talk about the framing of that question because the frame is a lie. Like nothing had to happen for me to want to not be. You said <laughs> you, no, 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 that wasn't a negative framing. That was your mind that made that a negative frame. So oh, okay, that's possible. <laughs> that that's was possible. a question. What happened in your life at 19? Because that's a very specific age for you to go back to and say that I've known since I was 19 that this is what I wanted for my life. So my question is what happened at age 19 that made you come to that conclusion? I went to college. Um, I think that was just the first time I started to think about marriage. It was the first time that, uh, I don't want to say it was the first time I was proposed to, but it was the first time someone presented me with the idea of marriage. And I was like, huh, marriage. Oh yeah, okay, no, my husband isn't black. Like that's not how I, when I started to have to paint the picture you know, there's a lot of languages in our house. There's a lot of kids in our house. Most of my kids don't look like me or my husband. Like, and my husband doesn't look like me and everybody's different. And that's something that we contend with. And that's the representation that we contribute to the world as a family. So I guess, yeah, nothing. Someone asked me and I was like, no, 
that's not the that's not that's not who I am. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that story up, but there it is. <laughs> Same question at twenty two. <laughs> I think it's a Here beautiful picture, though. Like I think that you knowing what you want and having that picture in your heart and in your mind, like that's a beautiful picture. And if y'all gonna come for Candace in the comments, you gonna have to go through me. Oh. <laughs> drinking these tears come easy now what ain't nothing wrong with that candace candace Thank is you. still here for black love she still yes. loves all y'all yes it's not i'm the product of the black love in some form of it like yeah of no, course no. like don't get me wrong candace i'm not not here for what you here for right. <laughs> right. I understand us. And when, when I say black love, that's like the family unit, regardless of who you marry, you still have a black family. You got a black mama, a black sister. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like all of that is black love. So that's what I mean when I say that, like, I'm here mm-hmm. for that. I'm here for the black family unit for mm-hmm. couples, for kids, for like all of that as a whole. Okay. Then I, I apologize for my defensiveness in that. I think I was projecting. <laughs> A little bit because I just I've had this conversation with other people especially black men like why you why you don't date black men right like black women would say that to black black men who got white date white people like it's the same thing Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I've always kind of had to explain like the decision that I and I made but you know who knows time is ticking and I might just be like, all right, one come thing, on, Tyro, let's do it. One thing I will say about you, Candice, is your family and your kids will know who they are. Yes. Like, that's not, that, that's not even like a thing. So mm-hmm. for those of y'all who don't know Candace personally and intimately, her children will know who they are. Yes. Like, bottom line. She, yes. yeah. Thank well, you. Well, how about this for number 11? I just added one, and we need to sip on okay. that real quick. Okay, let's sip. Mm-hmm. but um i'm adding a number 11 and number 11 is not having to explain your choices <laughs> okay in 2021 can we sit again right now like yes i'm about to just go ahead and <laughs> took the strike fuck it <laughs> i can't doubt i can't one shot eggnog i wish i could because that's the moment to do it <laughs> please i can't watch that please <laughs> All right, y'all listeners, if you have made it this far with us, you're feeling as good as we are right now, because I know I am warming up. (laughs) So thank you for tuning in to our New Year's Eve special. We want to wish everybody a very happy holiday, happy 2021, and we can't wait to see y'all in the new year. Happy New Year.